Street. This is TheMealPod.com, The Week in Georgia, in English, coming to you from The Mission in San Francisco, California. Today is the 10th of May, 2018. On this date in 1774, Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette become king and queen of France. Their reign ends uh, kind of quickly with the French Revolution. 1801, the Pasha of Tripoli, leader of the Barbary Pirates, declares war on the United States, leading to the first Barbary War. Barbary Pirates, based in northwest Africa, were the first international issue the Founding Fathers dealt with, somewhat outside of the UK and independence. Commercially-minded terrorists, similar to many groups we deal with today. Interesting story of what was done there. 1857, the Sepoy Rebellion, or India's first war of independence, begins when Indian soldiers mutiny against the British East India Company, leading to other mutinies and rebellions, and very much big changes in, uh, in India and how it was administered. Revolution is suppressed a year and a half later, very brutally. Great book to read is The Siege of Krishnapur by J.G. Farrell. 1924, J. Edgar Hoover becomes the first director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, a position he holds until his death 48 years later. He's a creepo. 1933, the Nazi-dominated German Student Union burns over 25,000 un-German books in Berlin. Listen to Joseph Goebbels condemn decadence, moral corruption, and extreme Jewish intellectualism. Elsewhere in the country, students march with torches against the un-German spirit. 2005, Armenian-Georgian Vladimir Artunyan attempts to assassinate U.S. President George W. Bush and President Misha Saakashvili with a Soviet grenade in Tbilisi. I was there. Uh, supposedly, he's expressing his anger at the new government, which he considered a puppet of the United States. The grenade was wrapped in a handkerchief that prevented the strike lever from releasing and thus the grenade from exploding. Also heard that it was Nikusha Rudua who stopped it. Never too sure about this story. Birthdays are in 210, Roman Emperor Claudius Gothicus, whose empire included the very southwestern tip of modern Georgia. In 1838, American actor John Wilkes Booth, who assassinated President Abraham Lincoln. 1923, Haider Aliyev, the president of Azerbaijan, who, by the way, died in Ohio. They didn't tell anybody for a couple of months while they figured out who'd be the next president of Azerbaijan. And Georgian basketball player and coach Otar Korkia. I'm your host, Mark Mullen. If you'd like to comment on the forum or ask a question, go to tvilpod.com or send us an email at tvilpod, T-B-L-P-O-D, at gmail.com. Four Tbilisi young people have died in their sleep in the last two weeks after taking unidentified substances at nightclubs. This has created some apprehension about the drug liberalization plan currently being discussed in Parliament. The Committee on Healthcare and Social Issues postponed a hearing on the draft law for the third time, Otsneva Majority Leader Archil Talakvadze said that the party would continue to focus drug efforts on prevention, but also called for more support for law enforcement. According to Parliamentary Speaker Irakli Kobachidze, Otsneva is neither for liberalization nor stricter drug policy. Others have called for nightclubs such as Basaini to be shut down. Drug reform activists rallied this week to demand the government continue to consider liberalization and to argue that in a society where drugs were not criminalized, this type of tragedy would not occur. Georgian network of people who use drugs threatened to go on a hunger strike on the 17th if the hearing is not held. They also called for the authorities to immediately release information about the substance blamed for the deaths. White Noise Movement and other groups released statements calling on people to refrain from using any substances and criticizing the government for their inaction in the wake of the death. White Noise Movement also suggested that the deaths could be a part of an attempt to sabotage their campaign. 
National Forensic Bureau says that a full examination of two of the victims could take at least a month. The Ministry of Interior has reportedly arrested nine big drug dealers. Strange that so many people um, that didn't do that, but strange that they didn't arrest those people uh, earlier. I wonder what they were waiting for. Um, clearly, the answer to this is not to delay for months a hearing to discuss this and try and figure out what the... Uh, what the situation is. Also, uh, remember that one of the reasons that this doesn't happen, um, particularly in places like Europe, unlike the United States, um, nearly as much, is because in a lot of concert venues and places, there are places where you can check drugs that you have uh, that you have bought and tend to use to find out if there are dangerous substances in them. Whereas in Georgia or the United States or a lot of other places, that would be very illegal, and so you can't, and pills get passed around. Georgian condom brand Aisa has been fined 500 lati by the Tbilisi City Court for discrediting religious symbols and violating human and moral norms after making condoms with the depictions of Queen Tamar and Christian hand symbols on the wrappers and one of the slogans, I jerk off, but it's epiphany, from the controversial music video by the group Panda. They were also ordered to remove the offending condoms from the market. Conservative group Georgian Idea requested that the Tbilisi Municipality Supervision Department ban the condoms, and the department forwarded the request to the court saying that the condoms violated the rights of the Orthodox Church and parish. Court ruled that the slogan illustrations were unethical. The company's defense said that the ruling created a dangerous precedent for freedom of expression cases, and they planned to appeal the decision. Others, including the editor of Tabula magazine, also argued that this sort of thing should not be regulated by the courts. Human Rights Committee Chairman and Otsneba Member of Parliament Sopio Kiladze, currently under fire for going back on commitments to mark International Day Against Homophobia, said the right to expression doesn't extend to insulting other people, which of course they did not do. Over 30 NGOs and rights groups, including the hardest working NGO in the South Caucasus, Transparency International Georgia, have called for Kiladze's resignation for her remarks in the International Day Against Homophobia, which the Human Rights Committee committed to marking in the 2017-20 Action Plan for the EU Association Agreement, but has since decided not to. When asked for a reason for the change, Kiladze said only that it is up to us whether to mark this day or not. The statement released by the groups calling for her resignation said that her attitude is incompatible with the government's official policy and in some cases contradicts it and has discriminatory and homophobic nature and aims at legitimizing the oppression of specific groups. Tbilisi City Court has ruled that Tbilisi Metro workers are legally permitted to strike, but in one month. The strike had been planned for the 3rd of May. But the Tbilisi Transport Company asked the court to stop the strike because of the impact it would have on people. The metro workers are asking for a 45% raise due to the very demanding work schedule. They currently receive 7 lati per hour and are hoping for 10, which would, as you know, be only about 350 an hour. The company says that they will not raise wages for one group of workers because it would anger other groups such as bus drivers. Mayor Kachikaladze has promised that the Metro will continue to run, saying that the work, saying of the workers, quote, the strike is their constitutional right, but their attitude is disappointing and wrong, end quote. The decision to postpone the strike will be appealed by the Human Rights Education Monitoring Center, which says the court decidedly 
but decided based solely on the Tbilisi Transport Company's case and did not permit workers to share their positions. Georgia is planning to file an interstate complaint with the European Court of Human Rights uh, against Russia for its involvement um, in uh, the Archil Tatunashvili um, in South Ossetian custody case uh, since he was a Georgian citizen. The Human Rights Center, an organization representing Tatunashvili's family, said that they are also submitting an individual complaint to the EHCR, applauded the move, and criticized the government for taking so long. The HRC also might lodge a complaint against the Georgian government for the glacial pace of their investigation and for not releasing the results of the National Forensics Bureau examination. Nikol Pahinian was elected elected Prime Minister of Armenia by the Armenian Parliament on the 8th after an unsuccessful attempt several days earlier. Before his election, he met with Georgian Ambassador Georgi Saganelidze, an ambassador from the U.S., EU, and Russia, to reassure them that he was working to end the political crisis. Prime Minister Georgi Kvitikashvili released a statement congratulating Pashinyan, very similar to the statement uh, released congratulating Serge Sarkisian on his election to the position in April. Once again, hats off to the awesome Armenian people for moving things forward in that country. The illustration about how corruption rots a place um, and, uh, and the people need to take over. Let's just be thankful that they're peaceful and that they've done this so, uh, so well. Five American congressmen, House Judiciary Committee, American Bo- uh, Chairman uh, Bob uh, Goodlett, Kenny Merchant, Mike Bishop, John Curtis, and Henry Culler visited Tbilisi this week where they met with President Georgi Markovashvili, Prime Minister Georgi Kvitikashvili, and Parliamentary Chairman Irakli Kobachidze. Economy Minister Dmitry Kumsishvili visited Iran for the day on Monday where he met with the Foreign Minister, the Economy and Finance Minister, Roads Minister, and Oil Minister. They discuss ways to increase trade and tourism between the two countries and cooperate on transit and energy projects. Finance, Finance Minister Mamuka Bakhtadze visited the Philippines this week to participate in an annual Asian Development Bank meeting. He met with ADB President Takahiko Nakao and other international officials. Four members of the European uh, Parliament Subcommittee on Security and Defense visited Georgia this week to discuss EU relations, South Ossetia and Abkhazia. They met with President Margulashvili, Prime Minister Kvitikashvili, Parliamentary Secretary Kobachidze, Speaker Kobachidze, Foreign Minister John Alidze, and State Minister for Reconciliation and Civic Equality, Kerevan Tcheshelashvili. Eight ambassadors to the United Nations from Congo, St. Vincent, and Grenadines, Sri Lanka, Uruguay, Benin, Namibia, San Lucia, and Zambia are in Georgia from the 5th through the 12th on an annual visit organized by the Georgian government to raise awareness of the country and build ties to other nations. They visited the South Ossetian administrative boundary and met with the president, prime minister, and parliamentary speaker. Education Minister Mikhail Chakrkeli announced the new education reform plan, 12 Steps to Quality Education, on Monday. The plan aims to improve the quality of general education, vocational training, higher education, and informal education through the professional development of teachers, the replacement of textbooks, school safety reforms, establishment of vocational colleges within universities, and higher standards for university accreditation. South Ossetian authorities have ruled that villagers from village... Adzvi, near Gori, uh, are not permitted to visit uh, Village Chapel and hold a service there on St. George's Day, May 6th. Adzvi is very close to the, and I say with air quotes, border, 
And in 2014, Russian FSB members installed a boundary marker that separates the church from the village just to be jerks because that's how they do things. Villagers announced their intention to cross, which was relayed to the South Ossetian authorities, who said that it would be internationally provocative and then increased border patrols. The Archbishop of Gori and Ateni and parishioners, including women and children, tried to cross anyway, were threatened with detention. During the last four years, the group is permitted to cross uh, for both Georgians in May and November. This appears to be part of a new position by the South Ossetian authorities that involves tougher enforcement of the border. South Ossetian authorities uh, detained a 22-year-old Tbilisi man after he crossed the administrative boundary uh, in uh, uh, after he crossed the administrative boundary on the 3rd of May. The Minister of Reconcil- Reconciliation and Civil Equality, Kethi Otovan Khashilashvili, expressed concern for his safety, referencing the death of Arch- Archil Tatunashvili. South Ossetian authorities also closed administrative boundary entirely from May 7th through May 10th for reasons related to the celebration of World War II victory uh, on May 9th. The U.S. State Department released a statement criticizing the decision. A South Ossetian court ruled that the prosecutor's office had committed procedural violations in rejecting a letter from journalist and activist Tamar Maria Kashvili uh, related to an investigation uh, into her for reportedly slandering the ruling United Ossetia Party. The office now must reconsider her complaint that the investigation into her activities is illegal because, according to Russian law, slander can only be committed between people. One cannot slander a political party. She says that the case is currently frozen and serves only to demonstrate the power of the authorities. The Abkhaz Parliament has requested an audit of the 2017 state budget from the Prosecutor General. Members of the parliament uh, suspect the cabinet ministers broke laws in implementing it and are concerned that the government only spent 94% of their budget. Lines of the Nguri Bridge crossing between Abkhazia and Samagrelo have gotten very long in the last two weeks, disrupt, disrupt, disrupting the lives of people who cross between the two regions. Apparently one of four passport windows on the Abkhazian side has been functioning, and the delays are so long that people are giving up unless they have very urgent matters to attend to. The authorities have not given any reason for the delays, but locals think that either the Russian border guards have lost a database somehow and are now recreating it, or that the delays are deliberate in an attempt for the guards to get more bribes and skip the line. The Tbilisi Sakurbulo and Mayor Kahi Kaladze are planning to rename Rose Revolution Square, Square of the First Democratic Republic. They plan to rename it on the 100th anniversary of the establishment of the Republic, May 26th. Some people believe that the move is an attempt by Otsneva to dismantle the legacy of Misha Sakashvili and the achievement of his era. During the Soviet period, it was Republic Square after the Georgian Socialist Republic, and that's what they will start calling it officially now. Three people were arrested at Victory Day celebrations in Tbilisi. The leader of the Socialist Georgia movement, the leader's son, and a member of the group Strength in Unity, following a fight between members of the two groups, Socialist Georgia members displayed Soviet memorabilia, including portraits of Stalin and USSR flags at a celebration in Vake Park. Other activists opposed to the use of Soviet symbols organized a corridor of shame for the socialists and a fight ensued. All three faced charges of petty hooliganism with possible fines of 100 lati or 15 days in jail. Socialists apparently used bad words against those opposed to Soviet symbols, while one of those opposed threw an egg. Just one. 
The police also requested the removal of the symbols because it is against the law. The Guardian wrote about the Georgian Film Festival that happened in London last week, saying that it put Khan to shame for the amount of female directors included, which was precisely half. Despite Georgia's growing number of female directors, the local feminist movement is still in its infancy. Director Nana Evkimishvili said that this is because people think of feminism as against our Georgian traditions um, as something dangerous. OC Media published an account from a woman in Gudia about losing both of her parents to Soviet repression and then her experience growing up as an orphan with the added struggles of trying to find a job as the child of two blacklisted people. Despite all of that, she misses the Soviet Union for its standard of living. Now, as an 80-year-old woman, she feels useless. Medicine is prohibitively expensive. And medical care is hard to access. She has a child who cares for her, but she worries for those who don't. Jam Media wrote about the different ways that Victory Day is celebrated in the Caucasus, the different benefits that World War II veterans receive. In Abkhazia, the holiday is widely celebrated and loved, with wreath-laying, celebratory marches, rallies, and horse races. There were marches in Tbilisi, Gori, Batumi, though, quote, Georgia has a very ambiguous attitude towards the march, end quote, and general holidays. There was a parade and a march, church services, fireworks in South Ossetia, and apparently most family, families feast at home to celebrate as well. Open Democracy Russia also wrote about Victory Day in Tbilisi, noting that Georgia lost over 8% of its 1940 population to the war, approximately the same number of Georgians and American citizens were killed during the Second World War. They also discussed how symbols such as St. George's ribbon, commonly worn on the 9th of May, have changed in meaning. Now members of the separate forces, separatist forces in Ukraine uh, wear it too to symbolize victory over the Ukrainian government. There are about 600 World War II veterans left in Tbilisi. The younger Georgians don't seem to care much about the holiday, leaving their grandparents to lament their lack of historical understanding and memory. Uh, all this stuff's posted on our forum. This week's dive bar number is 13, the number of seconds poet Paolo Inashvili counted before a whetstone he'd stuck to the entrance of Tatsmina Church fell, purportedly prophesizing his death 13 years later. An exhibition of photographs by Italian photographer and mountaineer Vittorio Sella of Smanetti in, in uh, 1889 is on display at the Exhibition Pavilion of the National Archives of Georgia in Tbilisi through the 13th as part of the Kolga Tbilisi Photo Week. Other festival events are occurring throughout the city this weekend. The new wine festival will be held in Tbilisi this Saturday the 12th from 11 a.m. at Tatsminda. There will be wine tastings from small and large producers, a traditional Kvebidi opening ceremony, folk music, and a wine barrel lottery. On the 12th, Metal Battle Caucuses will have their final 2018 event, deciding which uh, Caucasian metal band will be able Caucasus metal band will be able to play at the Wacken Open Air in Germany. Five bands will perform, including Georgian bands Infidus, Every Dog Has Its Day, Angel of Disease, as well as Azerbaijani bands Euthanasian, sorry, Euthanation, Pyroweed, and Pyroweed at Tbilisi's Black Swan at 7. Georgian National Museum Fest begins in Tbilisi on the 15th of May. Uh, with the exhibition Tsitsani, Color Masters, Madonna Kram, opening at the Shevardnadze National Gallery on the 16th at 4 p.m. 5 p.m., the pro project director of Magnum Georgia, Eka Enukidze, will lead groups through the 
Grishashvili Tbilisi History Museum as part of the exhibition Henri Cartier-Besson, Paris, on the 17th at, 7, at, sorry, at 4 p.m. There'll be a presentation on Jewish cultural heritage in Georgian National Museum collections. At the National Museum Auditorium on the 18th, admission to all Georgian National Museums will be free for International Museum Day. Tbilisi Art Fair begins on the 17th at 6 p.m. and goes through the 20th at Expo Georgia around the city. There'll be representatives from galleries, artists, curators, artist professionals, exhibitions, performances, workshops, and artist talks. On the 18th at 6.30, the Tbilisi Writers' House of Georgia presents a poetry evening featuring Zurab Rveliashvili and Par Hansen reading in Georgian, English, and Swedish. Um, Rveliashvili did not translate Walt Whitman, Dylan Thomas, Tristan Tsada, Kvemir Klebnikov, Lawrence Ferlinghetti from San Francisco, or other famous or less famous authors. He is no PhD in literature. He has not been noticed in receiving awards or getting insignias. Hansen has more standard poem co poetry credentials. So that's it for this week. My Twitter address is at TXTBUK. Our email is tbilpod at gmail.com or post to the forum on our website, www.tbilpod.com. And we will finish with, from 2016, this is New Yorker, Haitian-American, Leila Makala with... Vietnam.
Cause here I come 